Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your coach, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, we are talking about conscious heartbreak. In other words, we are talking about the phase in the conscious relationship cycle where you have just been through an uncoupling, whether that's a divorce, a separation, or a heartbreak, and now you need to heal your broken heart. Now, no matter who you are, no matter what relationship you were just in, you will have some healing to do. And if you try to skip this phase of the conscious relationship cycle, you will bring that emotional pain and baggage, which includes the limiting behaviors and beliefs and habits that you created in the past relationship, you will bring those into your next relationship and into the next chapter of your life. Do not do that. This is what most people are doing. And most people are really great examples of how not to do life as well as how not to do relationships. If you want to have thriving, fulfilling relationships that turn you on and allow you to live your full potential, you want to approach every single phase of the conscious relationship cycle with consciousness. Now, remember, this means with love and with awareness. This is a very new way to approach relationships. There are very few examples of people actually doing this. And if you're going through a heartbreak, this is one of the most crucial phases of the entire conscious relationship cycle. The reason for that is most of us are entering into and continuing to be in romantic relationships from a place of emotional wounding. We have continued to recycle the emotional pain that we've experienced through all of the relationships we've had in our life, including relationships with our caregivers as children, which might be your parents or someone else significant in your life. And then we bring that into our romantic relationships as well as all the other relationships in our life. And we react from those wounds and from that pain rather than to the relationship that's in front of you. If you do not heal that emotional pain, which a heartbreak gives you the opportunity to do, you will bring that pain into your next relationship. And what you'll find is that you continue to face the same problems. You continue to feel like you cannot escape yourself. And the reason for that is simply because you haven't done the work to consciously process with love and with awareness the emotional baggage you're carrying around. When you process the emotional baggage, you will be free to enter into the next season of your life in an up-leveled way, in an evolved way. You will also allow yourself to enter into a new relationship that is also evolved, that is also up-leveled. You will actually learn from your experiences. You will be emotionally clear so that you're able to attract someone who is a match based on where you're at today. 
You meet yourself where you're at today. You give yourself the gift of meeting yourself where you're at today with all of the conscious awareness and perspective that you have created through being with yourself fully in this phase of the conscious relationship cycle. I love heartbreak. Can you believe that I'm even saying that? And I am saying this from the perspective of someone who just went through this. My friends, at the end of 2021, my partner and I decided to go through a conscious uncoupling. And then I spent at least the next six months healing from heartbreak. We were together for 10 years. It doesn't matter the length of time that you've been with someone. You will need to process the emotional pain from being with that person and from separating from each other. And the more you tell yourself that there is no pain to feel or you shouldn't be feeling this way or alternatively that your life is over, nothing makes sense anymore, what's the point? The more you tell yourself either of these extremes, the less you allow yourself to actually meet yourself where you're at, which is with the emotional pain you're experiencing right now. You must learn how to go into your emotions. You must learn how to process your emotions. And thankfully, that is exactly what I help my clients to do. Learn how to process emotional pain. It is an essential part of the transformational coaching process. In episode 185, I shared the transformational process, and you'll remember that the second part of that process is all about clarity. We cannot arrive at clarity without processing emotional pain that is present within us. This does not mean that you need to process all of the pain you could have ever experienced or felt in your life. What it means is processing the emotional pain that is present right now to be processed. Most people are not doing this. Most people are avoiding their emotional pain or adding other emotions on top of the emotional pain and focusing on that instead of actually feeling the core emotion that needs to be felt so that you can move forward. This is what I'm going to teach you to do in today's episode. And I want you to know that if this is something you want support with, I can support you in that process in my conscious relationship coaching program, which you can find at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. No matter where you are in the conscious relationship cycle, you are able to approach your romantic life with consciousness now, which will teach you how to approach the rest of your life with consciousness too. This allows more love, more abundance, more purpose, more self-discovery, more you in your romantic life as well as in every other aspect of your life too. So without further ado, let's talk more about conscious heartbreak. So approaching your romantic life consciously matters because when you are in a conscious partnership with someone else, you allow yourself the opportunity to create a relationship that allows both of you to thrive on all levels. It allows both of you to fulfill your purpose. It allows both of you to live out your full potential. 
We don't have very many examples of these relationships because most humans are going through their life unconsciously. Why approaching heartbreak consciously matters is because when you give yourself the gift of consciousness through this phase of the cycle, like I mentioned, it's the difference between prolonging the heartbreak and recycling past relationship limiting patterns into your next relationship versus your heartbreak taking the minimum amount of time it actually needs and you learning everything you needed to learn about yourself and relationships from the experience you've just had so that the next relationship and the next season of your life you enter is a guaranteed up level. The six months that I allowed myself to be in this phase of the conscious relationship cycle last year allowed me to step into a new conscious relationship very quickly. One year later, not even one year because I met the person 10 months later, I was in a new conscious relationship with someone who is a match with me on all levels. So much of a match that very, very specific things that most people told me I would never, ever, ever be able to find in a partner, I did. And I was ready for that relationship. I was a match for this person and I was able to enter into the most up-leveled version of a relationship I could ever imagine because of the processing I did during those six months of heartbreak. Yes, it felt terrible. No, I did not want to be feeling it while I was feeling the heartbreak, but I also kept tapping into my future self, who I knew would have the gift of hindsight and would be so, so proud that I allowed myself to move through and into this pain so that she could be free and she could live out the next chapter of our life without all of this emotional baggage. So that is why conscious heartbreak matters. Right now, you're probably feeling, if you're going through heartbreak, immense grief. You might be feeling lonely, sad, angry, frustrated, depressed, numb. Your heart might hurt. Your stomach might feel like a sick, messy, heavy mess. (laughs) You might feel heaviness all over the body. You might find yourself crying, lying in bed for longer than you usually do. You might find yourself getting sick often. You might find yourself thinking about your ex like they're the best thing that ever happened (laughs) and desperately hoping you two will get back together. Or you might find yourself absolutely hating on your ex. You might find yourself dreaming about the idea of dating someone else, or you might feel sick to your stomach when you think about being in another relationship. Great. You are in the right place. (laughs) This is exactly where you need to be. And what you're going to learn in this podcast episode today is how to spend the minimum amount of time in that phase so that you can be on the other side as soon as possible. We're going to talk about how to approach this chapter consciously versus unconsciously. So let's first talk about what approaching heartbreak unconsciously typically looks like. So first of all, the way we create unconscious heartbreak is because of the way we think typically as a society about heartbreak. For instance, you probably think things like, 
Heartbreak is bad. It's to be avoided at all costs. Heartbreak or a breakup represents a failure in some way. Perhaps you think it represents a failure in trust. You shouldn't have trusted that person. You shouldn't have trusted the relationship or you shouldn't have trusted yourself. You might think that it represents a failure in judgment. I can't trust my judgment of other people. I should have known better. You might be judging your abilities, your worthiness. It might be something that brings up shame or guilt or judgment for one or both parties in the relationship or even for the people who know you. (laughs) You might believe that someone had to be at fault. You might spend your time blaming and criticizing or even worse, having other people join you in that process. You might have people in your life walking away from you slowly because they're like, oh, this looks really painful and it makes me uncomfortable and so I don't want to be there. This is all because of unconscious heartbreak, which is really about looking at heartbreak through the lens of fear. And then instead of allowing ourselves to meet ourselves and each other with awareness, we instead avoid it altogether. So unconscious heartbreak looks like avoiding feeling the heartbreak as much as possible, which only has you ending up in a new relationship with basically the same person and the same issues, only to arrive at the same conclusion as your last relationship, which means there was really no growth or evolution. Or you overcompensate by diving into another area of your life in order to distract yourself from how you're feeling. Maybe that looks like work or sex or socializing or drinking or enter whatever it is you're doing to distract yourself from how you're feeling. The way you know that you're doing this is because you're literally distracting yourself from how you're feeling. It's not the thing itself that you're doing that's bad. It's what's driving you to do that. So if you're trying to avoid the way you feel or you're even just trying to feel better, that is a sure sign that you're avoiding processing your emotional pain. Unconscious heartbreak also looks like trying to solve the way you feel by trying to change your circumstances, which might be you think you need to get into a new relationship in order to feel better, or perhaps you think that you need to get back with your ex in order to feel better. In both of these situations, what you're trying to do is change your circumstances in order to avoid feeling the heartbreak. This never works. You have to feel the emotional pain. You might be trying to avoid the emotional pain by avoiding feeling emotion by blaming your ex for the way you're feeling. So perhaps you're avoiding feeling grief, so you instead focus on anger and create anger so that you feel that instead of actually feeling the deep sadness and grief beneath that. Remember that anger is always masking sadness. So if you're angry about something, if you really want to stop feeling angry about it and reacting from that place of anger, ask yourself, what am I really sad about? And then you'll find the deeper reason that's leading you to masking your sadness with anger. And that will start to allow you to feel the emotional pain. 
or perhaps you're getting a lot of willing participants to support you in criticizing and blaming your ex. And it gives you this momentary feeling of relief and distraction because instead of deeply missing your ex-partner and the relationship and the identity you created for yourself and your relationship uh, before, you're now sitting there in blaming and shaming with other people and feeling angry and frustrated or validated uh, to some degree, which again is just avoiding feeling the heartbreak that's there. Or again, perhaps you're adding more emotion on top of the grief by judging and criticizing yourself. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm so stupid. All of this, again, is avoiding feeling the heartbreak so that you don't have to feel it. And instead, it's giving you shame and guilt and criticism and all of these other emotions instead to feel, but you're still going to have to feel the grief at some point. All of this, all of it, all of the examples I've just said are all done in an effort to feel better or to feel worse for a moment so that you don't need to feel the thing that you're actually avoiding, which is the grief. You might be thinking, let's just move on, or this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. My life is over. And you might notice that your attachment style, which might come from an anxious place or an avoidant place, is also rearing its head. So you might find that you are feeling really anxious and you're thinking, all I need to do is get back with my ex. And then you're obsessively thinking about your ex and you're obsessively thinking about the relationship. This is likely coming from your protective attachment style of anxious attachment Or you might be avoiding thinking about the relationship that you've just left altogether and you're telling yourself, oh, no, I'm fine. I actually don't feel anything. And perhaps you even feel numb and you feel nothing. And perhaps you're finding yourself really busy in watching TV or working or socializing, like whatever it is, you're avoiding. (laughs) That is an avoidant attachment style. And the place that we want to try to get to in terms of the way we consciously show up in our life is from a secure place. It doesn't mean that we're going to respond Uh, automatically, our first initial response will be from a secure place. But what you can do is ask yourself, if I was coming from a secure attachment style, or if I was feeling really secure within myself, if I was feeling really secure in the state of the relationship and the decisions that we've made, how would I be behaving here? What would I be thinking? What would I be feeling? And chances are you're going to come up with some very different thoughts and emotions and behavior to what you're currently experiencing right now. So the good news is that none of this is a problem. (laughs) None of this is a problem, but it's all done in order to escape the way you feel. And so unless we get to the actual thing we need to do during heartbreak, which is processing the emotional pain and learning from our experience after we've processed the emotional pain, you're just going to ensure that you stay in this emotional pain for even longer. And you will ensure that you don't learn from your experiences as a result. So this is what I call unconscious heartbreak. And like I've mentioned, most people approach heartbreak in this way. 
I love heartbreak because if you approach it consciously, you are able to up-level your life in so many magical ways and you will experience a new relationship if you want one that literally blows your mind because you've done the work of processing the emotional pain and then learning from your experience. So let's talk about what conscious heartbreak looks like. The only way to the other side is to go into the grief from your separation. Yes, you're in pain. Yes, you're in grief. Yes, you're in fear. Yes, you're in discomfort. Yes, your life will be different. Your circumstances are different. Yes, one day you will feel, inverted commas, normal again. Yes, in hindsight, it will all make sense. Yes, you are meant to be feeling this way. Yes, you will likely cycle through the five stages of grief, which as a reminder are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And yes, the cycling and even the order of those is unlikely to be linear. Yes, you will have the urge to escape the way you feel. And yes, you might pile more emotion on top of the grief you're feeling or attempt to avoid it altogether. All of that is okay. Approaching your heartbreak consciously looks like becoming the observer of your experience and meeting yourself exactly where you are so that you process the emotional pain and you love yourself all the way through it. To make things really simple for you, I've got six questions slash steps that you can take yourself through right now. Number one, a question. Can you be the witness to your heartbreak? Really consider what it would look like to live in the witness mode throughout your heartbreak. So imagine that you are a fly on the wall observing yourself the whole way through. What do you see? What do you notice? When you're in this observer mode, you're not trying to change anything about what you see. You're simply becoming aware of what you see. Can you see the difference? This is what we are doing in meditation. We're not trying to change what we're thinking or what we notice we're feeling that day. We're observing our mind. We observe our body. We observe ourselves from that place of consciousness. This is what you want to be doing during your heartbreak too. And it's beautiful because when you're feeling feelings of loneliness, you can feel feelings of connection by simply allowing yourself to be the observer of yourself. I'm here with you, babe, looking at you, watching you, witnessing you. You don't need to change anything about what you're doing right now. I've got you. I'm watching you. The second thing that you can ask yourself is, can you meet yourself completely where you're at? So again, while you're in that observer mode, you're not trying to change anything. You're accepting exactly where you're at. Yes, I feel in pain. Yes, 
I'm behaving in this way. Yes, I'm thinking these thoughts. Meet yourself completely where you're at. And then number three, can you meet yourself with radical honesty? So rather than trying to gloss over how you feel or paint it in a more positive light or make yourself feel better because you paint yourself in a negative light or you paint your ex-partner in a negative light, can you meet yourself with radical honesty? I'm a great person and so is my ex. Our relationship was a success and our breakup is a success. We were meant to be in that relationship and we're meant to be here right now healing from heartbreak. That's radical honesty where all of it gets to be true. And the way that we can find radical honesty within ourselves is when we access that higher vantage point, which you might be able to access through being the witness of your experience, or you can tap into your intuition and your inner voice and ask for guidance. Number four, can you sit without trying to escape what you're feeling? Document the emotions and the experience. Have a journal and have conscious heartbreak at the top of it. And then every day, sit down and write in that journal. Talk about what you're feeling. What are you noticing in your body? Where is it hurting today? How big does it feel? What's the color of it, the texture? Do you notice it in different locations of your body? If you had to give it a a label, what would you call it? It doesn't matter how accurate this is. What matters is documenting what you're feeling is putting you into the observer position, which means you're not trying to change yourself. You know, it's like you're doing a science experiment and you've got the Bunsen burner in front of you and you're describing what you see. Yeah, you're not trying to change what you see. You're describing what you're seeing. And in order to do that, it's going to allow something else to be created gives it the space to be where it is, which allows finally the space to transform into something else later. Number five, feel and process. So when you're in the observer mode, allowing yourself to be where you're at and noticing how you're feeling, you're actually starting to feel and process. So can you go a layer even deeper and simply sit in the emotion, really feel it? If you knew that the other side of pain was fully feeling and experiencing the pain right now, how would you feel that, (laughs) that pain? Would you feel it like you've never felt it before? Allow every inch of your awareness to experience that feeling of pain, knowing that it's not you and that you're not holding on to this or bringing it with you forever. Like you get to be curious about what you're feeling wow, this is what it feels like to be in pain. And I know that because I'm allowing myself to be in it. You want to feel and process, and it definitely helps to do this in awareness. And I know many of you are going to be thinking, I don't know how to do that. And you, you know, you do know how to do that, but a lot of you haven't practiced doing that. And that's why it's very helpful to work with a coach who is skilled in doing this, which is what I do. (laughs) And then number six is you want to love yourself through the whole process. 
treat yourself like you would the most powerful person you know and a person who you love so dearly. So sometimes we think the powerful people in our life we know, they've got this, they don't need any help. And in some ways that's great because you're seeing their power, but in other ways it's not because no matter how powerful we are, we all still love support, right? We want to feel supported. Can you look at yourself in with both of the, those eyes? You're powerful and you love yourself so much, you're here to support yourself. Can you be the companion that you desperately are craving for? Can you be the partner to yourself that maybe you relied on your ex-partner for being through this process? That's the beautiful thing about healing from a breakup. You learn how to meet yourself and love yourself and be with yourself in a whole new way and to a whole new level. And that beautiful partnership, conscious partnership that you create with yourself during this phase sets you up for the conscious relationship you let another person into in the future. And it's just on a whole other level because of how you've met yourself through this dark phase you're in. So love yourself all the way through your heartbreak process. This, my beautiful friends, is in a very simple way what conscious heartbreak looks like. Remembering that conscious means approaching your life with love and with awareness And so what we're doing through conscious heartbreak is allowing yourself to feel the emotional pain and to process the emotional pain and love yourself all the way through it. This then will give you the clarity you need to be able to learn from the experience you were just in. In other words, awareness will arrive and clarity will result from that awareness. This will then set you up for an extraordinary conscious dating experience. Like the experience I had, I dated three people. I went on three dates and then the next date I went on was with the person I ended up entering into a conscious relationship with. Someone who I feel like I've spent my entire life manifesting. Everything makes sense at this point everything I've been through. And it was because I allowed myself to process the emotional pain from my 10 year relationship. And I then learned from the experience so that I was able to get all of the things that I thought were ridiculous to even want or desire. They all just came through. And it's because I arrived into the next phase, clear, free, And that's exactly what you can do too. So my beautiful friends, there we have it, conscious heartbreak. If you would like to have support through your conscious heartbreak or through any other phase of the conscious relationship cycle, which could include deciding whether to leave a relationship you're in right now or entering into a new relationship or conscious uncoupling or improving a current relationship you're in, 
Then my conscious relationship coaching program is for you. You will be guided through a transformational coaching process to process your heartbreak. If that is the stage of the relationship cycle you're in from, learn from your experience and set yourself free so that you can enter into your post heartbreak phase in life and a new relationship if you desire one free from the baggage and emotional pain. I use a combination of mindset and awareness coaching, emotional release in order to arrive at clarity, inner voice coaching and conscious relationship skills for your realignment and transformational coaching to embody the conscious partnership that you desire. You can find all the information at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. And follow the prompts there to submit your application into the once in a lifetime opportunity to work with me one-to-one on your conscious relationship. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <music>